RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Xi Jinping says Shenzhen will be the engine for the development of the Greater Bay Area. The president also pushes for more integration between Hong Kong and the mainland. And a magistrate who has been criticised over his rulings is being transferred to the Obscene Articles Tribunal. President Xi Jinping has said Shenzhen will be the engine for the development of the Greater Bay Area in a closely watched speech marking 40 years since the special economic zone was established. Hong Kong, he said, would also have its role to play. We should also continue to encourage and guide our compatriots in Hong Kong, Macau and Taiwan, as well as overseas Chinese, to play their important roles in investment, entrepreneurship and two-way openness so that they can make new contribution to the development of the special economic zones. President Xi also said Shenzhen will be tasked with enriching one country, two systems, without elaborating. Shenzhen should also promote the development of Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau, Greater Bay Area and enrich the new practice of one country, two systems. Shenzhen will also take the lead to realize socialist modernization. This is the historical mission of Shenzhen. Despite the president's emphasis on Shenzhen's development, China analyst Mark O'Neill says Hong Kong isn't being sidelined. I don't think Beijing or anyone in, in, in the central government wants to hollow out Hong Kong at the benefit of Shenzhen, no. The Hong Kong is a financial center. It's a place where Chinese companies can raise billions of dollars from abroad, and they can't do that in Shenzhen now. Uh, Hong Kong is a center of professional excellence uh, with a separate legal system. You know, those conditions don't exist in Shenzhen either. So I, I, I don't think it's a zero-sum game. The pro-Beijing DAB urged Hong Kong officials to work more closely with their Shenzhen counterparts to implement the central government's Greater Bay Area initiative. Here's lawmaker Holden Chow. There are always cooperation between Hong Kong and Shenzhen. And if we make full use of the advantage that Shenzhen could offer, for example, they offer a huge market, we can access to facilities there, then also we would, um, it would be conducive to Hong Kong's own development. A magistrate has come in for heavy criticism from Beijing supporters and media over rulings in cases linked to Hong Kong's social unrest is being transferred to the Obscene Articles Tribunal. The judiciary says the switch is because of a normal operational need. Timmy Sung reports. The transfer, which will come into effect on November the 2nd, means Nam Sikang will stop hearing normal criminal cases. A judiciary spokeswoman says the move will provide the West Kowloon magistrate with an opportunity to gain further judicial experience. Mr Lam recently acquitted an accounting clerk of possessing an offensive weapon after she was prosecuted for shining a laser pen at police officers in a vehicle some distance away. On another occasion, he said police officers had used excessive force to subdue a defendant in a protest-related case. His decision sparked anger among police supporters, with pro-Beijing figures adding these cases to a list of complaints regarding judges and magistrates they accuse of being biased in favour of anti-government protesters. Health officials are advising people who attended two recent performances by the Hong Kong Philharmonic Orchestra to get tested for coronavirus.
A performer who played on Friday and Saturday has come down with the virus and dozens of his fellow musicians have been quarantined. Damon Pang reports. The Centre for Health Protection says the audience members are not considered close contacts of the infected bass clarinetist because they had all worn face masks. But to be on the safe side, they are advised to take a COVID-19 test even if they don't have any symptoms. Anybody who attended the performances should seek treatments immediately if they feel unwell, the CHB says. Officials have recommended that the cultural centre, where the performances were held, should close its concert hall for a fortnight for disinfection work. The CHP says it has also arranged tests for some 50 backstage staff, even though they also wore face masks and had no direct contact with the patient. Around 90 performers have been quarantined. Health officials have reported no new confirmed coronavirus cases, possibly because this week's number 8 typhoon signal severely affected lab testing and sample collection surfaces. The sources have told RTHK that in addition to the musician, there are several more preliminary positive cases. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The police commissioner, Chris Tang, has accused activist Joshua Wong of smearing the force, saying officers had not conspired with the mainland to capture 12 young Hong Kongers as they allegedly tried to flee to Taiwan. But he didn't confirm or deny reports that police were involved in a government flying service operation that took place in the same area on that day before the 12 were picked up by the Guangdong Coast Guard. He said only that details of police operations can't be disclosed. But he again stressed that the police played no part in the arrest of the 12 suspects. The uh, malicious accusation by Joshua Wong. I think he's accusing we uh, conspired to kidnap those 12 criminals back to mainland China. It's very obvious that no one kidnapped them. They do their own desertion or their own abscond away from the criminal proceedings in Hong Kong. In response, Mr Wong said the police chief was only inviting more suspicion by continuing to sidestep questions. He reiterated that he had obtained documents clearly showing the police were involved in the government flying service operation that day. A row has broken out after 14 pro-democracy members of Kowloon City District Council told the police chief to stay away from their meeting tomorrow. Francis Sitt reports. Meetings between Commissioner Chris Tang and district councils that are now dominated by pan-democrats have often been fiery affairs, with members grilling the police chief on a range of controversies. However, Kowloon City Council has taken a different approach, telling Mr Tang to stay away because they don't want to give him a platform for what they call a hypocritical political show. They asked that the agenda item he's due to speak on be scrapped. Now, the Home Affairs Bureau, which oversees the council, has expressed regret at the decision, saying the council has closed the door on communication and cooperation. Mr Tang also cried foul, accusing the councillors of being scared to communicate with him. The councillors, meanwhile, said that officials had chosen to skip meetings in the past and that they are just acting in accordance with meeting rules. Mr Tang will not be at the meeting. An 81-year-old man has been given a jail term of three months and six days for stabbing former League of Social Democrats lawmaker Lung Kwak Hung. Priscilla Ung reports. 
Wang Sumkao had earlier pleaded guilty at Eastern Magistracy to attacking Mr. Lung and injuring his waist with a chisel during a protest outside Beijing's liaison office in April. The disqualified lawmaker was giving an interview to RTHK when Wang attacked him. Wang told a court hearing last month that he launched the attack out of righteousness because he couldn't bear anybody stirring up trouble in Hong Kong and the motherland, as he also made threatening remarks about Democratic Party law. Lawmaker Ted Hui and pro-democracy activist Joshua Wong. The comments prompted Magistrate Chen Kei Hong to conclude that the elderly defendant had a passionate love for Hong Kong society and committed the crime because of differing political opinions. In handing down the sentence, Mr. Cheng said a jail term was necessary, as an expert's report had concluded that a social service order was not suitable for the 81-year-old. The magistrate urged him to respect other people's views in future. The Civic Party lawmaker Kwok Kaki has slammed the government's plan to introduce mandatory COVID testing for Hong Kongers, calling it unethical. Health Secretary Sophia Chan earlier said the government was looking at the legal basis for requiring people to get tested for the coronavirus, but Dr. Kwok says the government should do more voluntary testing instead. Over the world, there wasn't any other countries except mainland China to do this so-called mandatory testing. This was actually against the usual principle of the medical doctors. In fact, under the present legislation. Any doctors cannot force the patient to hand over any specimen from the body, or even ask the patient to undergo any treatment, even the drugs. No matter how good intention we are going to give the patients. Health authorities in Qingdao say 12 people have so far been confirmed to have contracted COVID-19 after new cases resurfaced in the city over the past week. Officials say they are testing all nine million residents after an outbreak. Vicky Wong has details. The Qingdao Municipal Health Commission says one of the patients is in a critical condition and three are severely ill. Most of those infected are linked to the Qingdao Chest Hospital. The city has so far taken in more than 7.5 million sample specimens from residents, of which more than 4 million have been tested. Qingdao's outbreak followed the mid-autumn holiday on the mainland, during which people thronged tourist attractions within the country as international travel remained off bounds. According to the authorities, almost four and a half million tourists visited Qingdao during the holiday period. Thousands of pro-democracy activists in Thailand have surrounded the office of the Prime Minister Prayut Chan-o-cha to demand his resignation. Some also want reforms on the power of King Maha Vajralongkorn. The BBC's Michael Bristow reports. The police initially tried to prevent the crowd reaching government house in Bangkok, but eventually let the activists through. The protesters are promising to stay there overnight. They want to change the Thai constitution. Some have also raised a previously taboo subject and demanded curbs on the power of the king, who's in the city to attend a Buddhist ceremony. At one point, a group of protesters confronted a royal motorcade. It was an almost unheard-of show of defiance against the monarchy, which is protected from criticism in Thailand by strict defamation laws. Two Roman Catholic priests have gone on trial at the Vatican in the first case of alleged sexual abuse inside the Vatican itself. One of the men is accused of sexually assaulting an altar boy. The other is charged with covering up the alleged crime. The trial has been adjourned for two weeks. Reports say the alleged abuse had been known to Vatican officials for the past eight years. Scientists in Australia say more than half of the corals that make up the Great Barrier Reef have died over the past 25 years because of warmer seas. 
The reef is designated a UN Heritage Site because of its enormous scientific importance. The BBC's Phil Mercer has more details. There is no time to lose. That's the stark warning from Australian researchers about the health of the world's largest reef system. They say its coral has been under a sustained attack by warmer seas driven by climate change. This causes bleaching. Under stress, the corals expel symbiotic algae which lives in their tissues and gives them their colour and energy. The study asserts that this is compromising the Great Barrier Reef's ability to recover. In sport, the Guangzhou-based RNF Football Club, which has been playing in the Hong Kong Premier League for the past four seasons, has confirmed it won't return to the competition. In a statement, the club's general manager says it's always focused on the development of local football and is proud of its efforts. But it said it was withdrawing from the Premier League with immediate effect because of the current atmosphere of Hong Kong football today, without elaborating. Football commentator Chris Lau says the team's withdrawal from the Hong Kong Premier League is not surprising. There was some speculation that because they didn't win the league and they didn't win the FA Cup final, which was played in the last week or two, that despite all of the money being spent, that there was no return in this sense. So there have been some rumours circulating. And um, yeah, and I guess those rumours have proven to be true now. The team that RNF had was actually pretty strong and they offered a lot of good competition. And the team has lots of Hong Kong-based players. So for this team to suddenly just fold like this means there'll be lots of players who are unemployed and lots of staff who are unemployed and they'll have to find a team. And unfortunately, there aren't that many team positions open on other teams. The Tampa Bay Rays are one win away from reaching baseball's World Series. A five-run sixth inning gave the Rays a 5-2 win over the Houston Astros. Tampa Bay can complete a four-game sweep of the American League Championship Series with a win tomorrow and secure a place in the Fall Classic for the first time since 2008. In the National League, Freddie Freeman homered for a second straight game as the Atlanta Braves held off the Los Angeles Dodgers 8-7. That puts the Braves up 2-0 in the series. Golf world number one Dustin Johnson has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss the CGA Cup tournament, which tees off tomorrow in Las Vegas. The PGA Tour said Johnson was tested after he experienced symptoms of coronavirus. The 36-year-old FedEx Cup champion hasn't played since last month's US Open and is now in self-isolation. Johnson is the highest profile golfer to test positive for COVID-19 since the season resumed in June after a three-month shutdown caused by the pandemic. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Xi Jinping says Shenzhen will be the engine for the development of the Greater Bay Area. A magistrate who has been criticised over his rulings is being transferred to the Obscene Articles Tribunal and people who've been to recent Philharmonic concerts are urged to get tested for coronavirus after a player was infected. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 It's time now to look at stories covered in this evening's Newswrap programme. President Xi Jinping has said Shenzhen will be the engine for the development of the Greater Bay Area in a closely watched speech at a ceremony marking the 40th anniversary of the establishment of the Special Economic Zone. He also said Shenzhen would work to enrich the practice of one country, two systems without elaborating. Despite the president's emphasis on Shenzhen's development, China analyst Mark O'Neill says Hong Kong isn't being sidelined. 
he spoke to Maggie Ho. Shenzhen has been an extraordinary success, you know, since it was founded. Uh, it's got uh, major uh, companies in automobiles, high-tech, IT. It's the Silicon Valley of China. So I think there's much to celebrate. So I think he's going there because it's the anniversary. And as I say, there is much to celebrate. But Hong Kong's function, you know, in the greater China area is different to that of Shenzhen. So I, I don't think the success of Shenzhen is at the expense of Hong Kong. The Hong Kong is a financial center. It's a place where Chinese companies can raise billions of dollars from abroad. And they can't do that in Shenzhen now. Uh, Hong Kong is a center of professional excellence uh, with a separate legal system. You know, those conditions don't exist in Shenzhen either. So I, I, I don't think it's a zero-sum game. But there have been speculations about, you know, Beijing wanting to sideline Hong Kong. Where do you think these speculations come from then? Well, of course, there is a tension because initially uh, Hong Kong was so much bigger an economy than uh, Shenzhen. And now Shenzhen has overtaken Hong Kong in terms of GDP. You know, the two cities are very close to each other. They're very interrelated. So, of course, there is tension and competition between them. But no, I I don't think Beijing or anyone in, in, in the central government wants to hollow out Hong Kong at the benefit of Shenzhen, no. Do you think um, the emphasis on the development of Shenzhen and other economic zones uh, indicate any change or any plans to change uh, Beijing's, the central government's policy on Hong Kong? Well, the view in Beijing is that Hong Kong has been very passive in joining the Greater Bay Area. I mean, that's obviously what Beijing sees the role of Hong Kong in the next five to ten years, that Hong Kong companies, Hong Kong individuals uh, go to the Greater Bay Area, they invest there, they work there, they help to drive the um, economy of the Greater Bay Area. And that's the, the, the vision of Beijing. So when the chief executive goes uh, for her meetings, I think that's what they're going to, to, to say to her and perhaps offer her some incentives to make it more attractive for Hong Kong people and companies to go there. But I think there's no negative vision they have uh, in Hong Kong. Obviously, they, they're not going to allow any political reform. I mean, that's obviously not going to be discussed. But in the, econo- in the economic field, I think, yes, they, there's a lot they want Hong Kong to do in the GBA. The head of the Medical Association's Infectious Disease Advisory Committee has urged people who attended concerts of the Hong Kong Philharmonic Orchestra last week to get tested for coronavirus. Some 100 members of the orchestra have been quarantined after a bass clarinet player tested positive for the disease. Chief Executive Carrie Lam and Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi were in the audience on Friday and have been tested. Dr Leung Chi Chiu told Timmy Sung other people there should also do so. The risk to the uh, audience individually may be rather low. However, because there is still a risk of airborne transmission of the aerosols, and there may still be a risk of infection and uh, within uh, 14 days after exposure, they should uh, undergo testing. But if they test uh, within just a few days after exposure, they need to uh, take care despite a negative result because they could still be in the incubation period. 
Do you think the the high ceiling and the uh, the ventilation in the performance venue helped reduce the risk? To certain extent only, because uh, with the ties and other in wind instruments, and also the prolonged performance, the smaller aerosol suspended in the air. Uh, could be continuously released uh, from the infected performance and that can spread food out uh, from the hole. While there may be uh, a high ceiling there because uh, uh, there are continuous emission uh, for prolonged period, the dilution effect may not be uh, too well and the uh, recirculation of the air uh, there will spread, I think, the uh, virus-latent particles uh, out, I think, the whole hall. Uh, the fresh air exchange may not be really high within uh, such performance hall, and so there may still be risk uh, to the audience. Uh, the risk to the performers uh, closer to the infected person may be higher because it takes time uh, for the dilution to occur. But we are not certain at this moment uh, whether the uh, infected person was highly infectious during uh, the period uh, when he performed. And so uh, we need to get further data. Some traders have been grumbling about what they saw as the unnecessary suspension of the local stock exchange yesterday during the number eight storm signal. The storm didn't end up affecting Hong Kong much and renewed a debate over whether it's really necessary to lock the SAR down during T8s. Some had argued that the stock market can stay open and that trades can be made online. But the chairman of the Hong Kong Institute of Investors, Ricky Tam, says while this is a possibility down the line, too many investors especially those over 50, still make their trades by physically going to banks or brokerage firms. He told Candice Wong many financial institutions don't have the necessary infrastructure to continue trading during typhoons. For these old investors, they, um, they, most of them they don't using the internet or other uh, smartphone to, to trade. Most of, most of them, they will go to the bank or bookish house to buy and sell stocks. And because... Um, these old investors, they have a lot of money and uh, buying power. So suppose there's a typhoon, if the stock market continues opening, then these old investors, they might not easy to do the investment. So for them, it's not fair. So I think in the meantime, the um, stock exchange might continue to do the, the system. But um, in the long term, I think as more and more book shows using the internet, and even uh, there's a lot of uh, investors is from the mainland China. And then uh, I think uh, in the future, the stock exchange might continue opening during the typhoon. But with the current rule now that all tradings are suspended during a typhoon, would that uh, affect the majority investors uh, who can also trade online? There is uh, some, some difference. You see here, suppose uh, for the stock option, they has, uh, still have a, a kind of a trading platform or trading floor. Uh, they have a real people, a real trader in there. So if um, they continue to to trading during the typhoon, these kind of trader, they might not go into their uh, trading floor or mm-hmm. going to their office to do the trade. So if stock exchange has to do it, I think there has a lot of work to do before it can really change the whole system.
What kind of works that you think the stock exchange need to prepare before they change the whole system to online? First, as you say, there's online trading system. As I say, there's a two types of online trading system. One is a more complicated, more advanced, and other one is more simple. So, if you want to do it, then the stock brokerage house they have to provide whole trading platform. Suppose trading the stock, trading the futures. And trading the options because right now the bank or some、uh, stock brokerage house they are providing the online trading platform.、Um, it's very simple because the brokerage house or bank they try to reduce the labor cost, so they will、uh, switch the investor to their online trading system. But this online trading system is kind of、uh, very simple. You only can do buy and sell stock, but if you want to trade the options or you want to trade the stock futures. This system may not support it. So, if the stock exchange has to open during the typhoon period, then these kind of brokerage house or bank they have to improve and upgrade their whole system. Otherwise, part of the people they can only trade the stock, but they cannot trade the derivatives. Environmental activists are calling on the Carrie Lam administration to come up with a bold vision for a green economic recovery from the coronavirus pandemic. Presenting what they describe as the People's Policy Address on the day the chief executive was supposed to deliver her blueprint, Richard Pine reports. The activists' call came on the day the chief executive was to present her annual policy address. Before Carrie Lam postponed it, saying she wanted time to secure help from Beijing in reviving the SAR's economy. Patrick Fung, chief executive of Clean Air Network, says the government should be looking into how the city could recover from the pandemic, socially, economically, and at the same time healthily and in a low-carbon way. He says the UK, France, and South Korea are spending vast sums on green initiatives. We have spent billions of Hong Kong dollar to try to look at how to decarbonize, for example, the transport,、uh, the energy side, to produce more job openings as well as to reduce, you know, air pollution and other health risks. With the chief executive in Shenzhen, the activists also urged her to learn from the mainland city. Mr. Fung pointed out that Shenzhen's entire bus fleet runs on electricity, while in Hong Kong, less than one percent of the bus fleet is electric. He also said Mrs. Lam has the responsibility to speak with other regional leaders to make the Greater Bay Area more sustainable. To look at how to make a sustainable super region, because in Hong Kong we are affected by, say, regional pollutants, say the ozone. It has not been improved over the last five years. James Ockenden, editor of the online website Transit Jam, which covers sustainable transport, says it's important that policy initiatives on a green recovery came from Mrs. Lam herself. As government departments were plagued by a silo mentality, the government won't do anything. Transport department won't do anything on some of the projects I've proposed because there's no leadership from the top. If there was a mandate from the top that said support sustainable transport, support walkability, support cycling, then yes, I think they would be much more inclined to push forward and take the risk and stick their neck out a bit because the CE has given it the green light. James Ockenden of the website Transit Jam, ending that report by Richard Pine. Now, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Three lines at the heart of the philosophy of the legendary martial arts fighter and actor Bruce Lee. Lines that were also picked up by protesters here. Lee was the star of films such as Fist of Fury, Way of the Dragon, and Enter the Dragon. He died at the very early age of 32, but his philosophy lives on in the form of a new book. Be water, my friend. The teachings of Bruce Lee, by his daughter Shannon. 
Ms Lee will also be discussing the book during the Hong Kong International Literary Festival next month. She spoke about the book and her father with the BBC's Johnny Diamond. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. What does the water philosophy mean to you? Wow, I should empty my mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not completely. (laughs) You know, what it means to be like water means so many different things, and it can mean something different in each situation. It can mean, oh, I've got to be flexible, adaptable. I've got to be very present and aware and able to, you know, move in all directions as needed, given the situation. It can mean I need to get back to my essential self, my own naturalness. It was said of your father's approach to martial art that he had the style of no style in that he refused to be bound by the conventions of martial arts. Do you think that's the the crossover point between his philosophy and Mm -hmm. his practice of martial art? He just didn't want to be bound. He wanted to not have to say, these are the 10 styles that I'm mixing. He wanted to be able to say, I am responding in the moment as is needed, given the situation and given my ability to be skillful. What did you make of the fact that the protesters in Hong Kong that were called pro-democracy protesters visibly embraced aspects of your father's philosophy? They had banners saying, be like water. One banner read, read, we are formless, we are shapeless, we can flow. I mean, they were clearly nodding towards your father's philosophy. And of course, Hong Kong was in many ways his hometown. I was just as surprised as anybody, probably more so because I'm like, hey, (laughs) I know that, I know that philosophy, I know what that is. Um, People are adopting his practices. And, And as you can see, like being like water is a very physical practice. It's a way of being. And the protesters were adopting that. Do you think he would have welcomed it? I think that my father would always welcome anybody, period. He was excited by people who were excited to engage in living to their fullest and to working through their blocks and their obstacles. Those stories were part of the Newsrup programme, which was broadcast on RTHK earlier this evening. Under the Kindergarten Education Scheme, the registration certificate for kindergarten admission is used as a registration document. Parents of children born on or before December 31st, 2018, who will attend K1 in the 2021-22 school year, are required to submit applications from September to November. Application forms are available at district offices, post offices and the Education Bureau. For details, please call 28910088 or visit the Education Bureau website at www.edb.gov.hk. Live across Hong Kong, this is Radio 3. January to December, we'll have moments to remember. Remember. Well, this is it.
that was the famous Liberace at the piano. Little things mean a lot. Thank you, Johnny Mathers.